from WRKF in Baton Rouge and WWNO in New Orleans, you're listening to Louisiana Considered. I'm Karen Henderson. On the show today, outgoing First Lady Donna Edwards is wrapping up her time in the governor's mansion. But before she goes, she tells us about her work in fighting human trafficking in Louisiana and about a new WYES documentary that highlights this problem in our state. But first, the results from Louisiana's primary elections are in, and here to tell us about some of the wins, losses, and runoffs is our state house reporter, Molly Ryan. Molly, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Let's start with a big one, the governor's race. Attorney General Jeff Landry won outright. Was that a big surprise, and and why was he able to win so decisively? I think it's hard to label it as a surprise. There was definitely some speculation before Saturday about whether he could win outright. But still, I'll say that every pollster had expected the race to go to a runoff. Landry has been a heavy favorite this entire race. So I think most were expecting it to be a close, um, get him to get close to that 50% threshold to avoid the runoff, maybe at 48, 49%, but then still have to go to a runoff in the general election. But Landry surpassed that threshold and he was able to rake in 52% of the vote. So he avoided the need for a runoff. And I'll also note that even if the race had gone to a runoff, Landry was expected to easily coast to victory in that runoff. It's hard to say for sure why he was able to win so decisively, probably a combination of things. But as I just mentioned, Landry has been a sort of juggernaut this entire election season. He launched his bid for governor more than a year ago. He received the endorsement of Louisiana's Republican Party very early on before any other Republican candidate had officially entered the race. And he also started with much more widespread name recognition, and he far out fundraised the other candidates. I'll also note that voter turnout was very low. Uh, Early voting turnout was down and total voter turnout was only 35.8%, according to numbers from the Secretary of State's website. That's lower than turnout in the 2019 gubernatorial primary when incumbent Governor John Bell Edwards was up for re-election. And there were significant drops this year among uh, Black voters and Democrats, which probably hurt Democrat Sean Wilson, who was Landry's main challenger and was expected to make it to the runoff with him, Wilson received only 26% of the vote in Saturday's primary. Well, not everyone won in the primary. Some elections are headed to runoffs. Tell us about those. Yeah, there were a bunch of other statewide races on the ballot, too. Uh, Those include races for lieutenant governor, secretary of state, attorney general, and state treasurer. Um, All of those, except for the lieutenant governor's race, are heading to a runoff. Uh, Incumbent lieutenant governor and Republican Billy Nungesser won outright in his race with 66% of the vote. No surprise there. He's well-liked pretty much across the board and even received a significant chunk of the vote in New Orleans, despite the fact that he's a Republican. And the tightest statewide race on Saturday was the race for Secretary of State. The candidate field was pretty crowded this year, with eight people vying for the seat. And moving on to a runoff in November's general election is Democrat Gwen Collins Greenup and Republican Nancy Landry, who both received 19% of the vote. Gwen Collins Greenup is a Baton Rouge attorney, and Nancy Landry is the first assistant secretary of state right now. Basically, she's the right-hand man in that office. But just to show how tight that race was, Republican Mike Francis narrowly missed the mark to make the runoff with 18% of the vote. And Republican Clay Schexnader wasn't too far behind either with 15 percent. 
In the attorney general's race, uh, Republican Liz Merle, who is the state's current solicitor general, um, is moving on to the runoff in the general election. She's endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. And running against her in that election will be Lindsey Cheek, a Democrat and attorney from New Orleans. And then last, the state treasurer's race is also going to a runoff in November's general election. And it will be Republican John Fleming, who's a former U.S. representative and worked for the Trump administration, and Democrat Dustin Granger, who is a financial advisor from Lake Charles. Well, Molly, what do you think are some of the biggest surprises or takeaways from election night? Again, I think that low voter turnout is super interesting and will likely be talked about a bunch. Also interesting is the fact that early voting turnout skewed heavily Republican. That obviously puts Republicans in a good position, as we saw on Saturday when Jeff Landry won the governor's race outright. It also seems likely that Republicans will win most, if not all, of the statewide races and have total control of state government with a majority Republican legislature. And, you know, this is the first time Louisiana will have a Republican as governor in eight years. So if all of the other statewide seats go to Republicans, then the Republican Party will obviously hold a lot of power. Uh, governor Edwards has been the only Democrat in statewide office here. He's also the only Democratic governor in the Deep South. And he's acted as a sort of counterbalance sometimes against the state's majority Republican legislature. So under Landry, who is more of a hardline Republican, the state could see some significant changes. State House reporter Molly Ryan. Thanks, Molly. Thank you. From WRKF in Baton Rouge and WWNO in New Orleans, you're listening to Louisiana Considered. I'm Karen Henderson. A new documentary exposes the horror of the sex trafficking trade in Louisiana and identifies a growing team of perhaps unlikely warriors that has mobilized to fight it. They include First Lady Donna Edwards, a group of Catholic nuns running a secret healing center, and three heroic survivors turned advocates. The documentary, Turning the Tide, a story of hell, healing, and hope from New Orleans public broadcasting station WYES, premieres on Monday, October 23rd at 8 p.m. With more on the documentary and the issue of sex trafficking in our state, First Lady Donna Edwards joins us now. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate you um, having me on. Now, Mrs. Edwards, when we spoke about a year and a half ago, you were in the early months of championing the uh, the fight against human trafficking and Louisiana had just opened the newly formed Office of Human Trafficking Prevention. Remind us again how this issue became a focus for you during your time as First Lady. Well, you know, it's not an issue that, um, to be honest, um, I think I mentioned this before, it's not an issue that I chose. I think the issue chose me. Um, I, I really, uh, embarrassed to say, I, I didn't know anything about human trafficking, um, wasn't aware of it. Um, and in 2016, I had an um, uh, encounter with, um, well, Father Bahi, who brought it to my attention. And um, these sisters, Hospital Sister of Mercy, um, had come into um, Baton Rouge and um, were looking to build this home. And um, they had started um, inquiring and wanted to um, present the information um, to me here at the governor's mansion. And I remember um, at the time thinking when they were telling me a, a little bit about it, my my mind was just boggled by this information to the point that I was thinking, this is not 
a Louisiana issue. This has to be a foreign issue. It cannot be happening here. And I um, was having, having these uh, ladies from our hometown and Amy coming to the mansion at the time. And I thought they're never going to believe this is happening. That really is just unbelievable. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and have this, you know, event and present this information and let them hear this. And, um, and so, um, as the story goes, um, a week before the event, um, a young girl was discovered in our own hometown um, outside uh, in a makeshift dog pen and was being trafficked by her own family. And um, I remember that so vividly, just could not believe that it had happened. It was happening in our own backyard. And oh my God, our eyes were just opened to this was a real thing. This was really happening. And if it was happening in our backyard, in our little parish, in our little community, then it must be happening everywhere. And so that was the realization, um, Karen, that, um, and I, I have to be honest, uh, I remember also that particular day when the information was being shared to the ladies in the room, um, the information was very real and very raw. Um, I remember in my head thinking, I, I can't handle this. This is too ugly. This is disgusting. Um, since that time, Karen, I have talked to um, women, um, women from the town of Lake Charles, talked to her not too long ago, who was trafficked. Uh, her mama was trafficked and she was therefore trafficked um, at the age of four. Um, and videotaped. And she, you know, goes through that story with me. Um, I've heard story after story after story. Um, it is real. It is absolutely 100% real and is happening here in our state of Louisiana. And so for so many of us, it, it's a hidden, heinous crime. Uh, when you initially took this on as, as a mission, I'm sure uh, one one of the, the big goals would, was to expose this, to expose that it's happening. Talk some about the initial mission and, and what have been some of the successes along the way. I, I've thought about these things. What can I do? And I thought, well, for first of all, I can leverage this leadership role that I've been placed in to talk about it, to bring awareness to it. And, and so there, therefore, my journey began. And I really think about um, you know, the average child is 13 in our state that is um, being trafficked. And the more I learned about it, the more I purposely um, read about it. I I looked on the internet. I found articles. I listened to podcasts. I engaged in conversations. I watched webinars. I purposely went to events to learn more about it. And the more I learned, I thought, goodness, as a teacher, Karen, as a teacher, so many of those children in my classroom, in my classroom, had I been aware of this, had I known a little bit, I could have maybe recognized a sign and maybe have saved one of them. Now that I talk to these girls who have been um, trafficked, been abused, uh, and they tell me often, I wish somebody would have said, are you okay? Do you need help? And I talked to, um, well, Megan, who's going to be in the documentary, said it was an art teacher who said to her, are you OK? There was a young girl who said to me, um, I wish a teacher would have said to me. She knew the teachers knew I was coming to school exhausted every day in high school. Why didn't someone say to me, 
Are you okay? Now, this documentary, how did it come about? So um, I was actually having um, the, um, Cardinal Vincent Nichols from London. He is the president of the Santa Marta Group, who is doing um, uh, world trafficking um, awareness and prevention on a global stage. Um, they had come here to Louisiana to see what we we're doing here at different um, locations to include um, Metanoia Manor, Eden House in New Orleans, and some other locations. And to, um, and so they were um, here, and um, I was engaging in a conversation with several people, one of which was Karen um, Swenson, as you know. And um, as I'm telling her these stories, and th she said, oh my goodness, this is a documentary, Donna. This is so real. And uh, so we we started talking about it. And if you know Karen, she is incredibly uh, talented and she saw a vision and she said, we're going to do this. And so she did. Uh, and we were able to locate two of the um, the girls who were the first girls who went to Metanoia. And um, it was incredible. We found them and the beauty. I mean, I just cried when I saw them and and knew that, you know, their healing and to hear the, their healing and hear them talk about the story of their time and the love that these sisters, these nuns showed them and their story. People are going to be just blown away by the love that um, was shown to them. We're speaking with Louisiana's First Lady Donna Edwards about a new documentary that exposes the horror of sex trafficking here in Louisiana. It's called Turning the Tide, a story of hell, healing, and hope produced by WYES-TV, New Orleans Public Broadcasting. It premieres October 23rd at 8 p.m. The two of the ladies that you you mentioned were the first ladies to go to the, the healing center are, are in this documentary. Let's talk some about this, this place of, of, of healing where they, they found it's a hidden gem in Louisiana, undisclosed location. But these uh, these ladies are making their way out of out of uh, trafficking, sex trafficking, to this this very special place. Can you tell tell us about this this center that's run by nuns? Uh, the center is amazing. It's a little piece of heaven on earth, um, and you, these girls will describe it to you um, during this documentary. What's so incredible? It's one of a kind, in that it partners with the state. Um, it partners with um, the faith community. It partners with um, uh, NGOs and and all kinds of you know organizations who support it. Um, it. It just proves that when we all come to the table, we can make things happen, everybody. But we need more of these centers. We need more of these healing places. We don't have enough. And the thing about these nuns, these sisters, is that they are the they are the really the key because they're there 24 seven. Yes, we have, you know, directors that come in and we have, you know, um, uh, teachers that come in and, and teach these, um, these young girls during the day. Um, and there's their educators and they're with them. And we, the sisters, you know, take them to their, their counseling meetings, take them to their dentist. Some of them never been to a dentist, take them to their doctor's appointments. And they're there in the middle of the night, we're they're in the process right now of recruiting more of sisters to come and be that stability to be that mom for these girls and really to be honest with you we need we need homes for boys more and more boys are coming out and saying this is me too i'm this is happening to me um it's very hard for them to say that um there's a situation that we discovered, and and he was right here with us um, at the governor's mansion last year. His mom was trafficking him, 
as a young child. That is very difficult for him to have said that and to come out and talk about that. Um, and he he wants to help other boys that are going through this, but they don't have anywhere to go. And and you really see as the the stories the, the young ladies tell their stories that the, the role that love unconditional love from the sisters really um, gave healing and right. and move them toward that next stage of having hope for their future. They're they're free from that that past enslavement, and uh, several of them express a desire to help others. How, are some of them involved in the in the fight from here? Didn't a couple of them? Aren't a couple of them even involved in helping others at this point? Oh, absolutely. And um, and I would also say that um, after the uh, documentary, there's going to be a panel discussion and you will be very enlightened by um, one of the uh, panelists and, and, and her talking about her experience with human trafficking. Um, powerful, powerful testimony um, that the uh, viewers will be just blown away by, too. So um, it's just going to be a powerful documentary, a powerful um, uh, panel discussion. And um, I, I really believe this is going to be an opportunity for everybody to learn to to understand, to become aware, and to want to know more how they can join in this fight and to um, really, you know, work with our youth and our young people and to become a part of this this journey and this fight with us. This is so hidden. I'm I'm just wondering. You know, we see the story of these these young ladies who are free, and we hear other stories, but that makes you wonder about those that are still, you know, they're being abused, they're enslaved, and and do we have any idea how big this problem is, how many people are being trafficked for sex here in Louisiana. And then the other question that, that links to that, what is their best chance if they're in that situation right now for freedom? Well, you know, when we first started this, the numbers were pretty low on traffic victims. Um, now, I think uh, 2017, the number was 681 um, that were, were that were trafficked. Now it's up to 992. So, and these are discovered. These are ones that's that, right. right. These are the ones that are discovered. That's right. And why is the number higher? It's higher because we're doing a better job in educating, educating law enforcement. So they, they know the questions to ask, educating hotel industry, um, educating others um, to know what to look for, the questions to ask, to um, not assume that a person is um, just a, a, a a prostitute or what they think is a prostitute, ask the questions and they'll learn that it's not, they're not a prostitute. They're actually trafficked. Or they're not just a juvenile delinquent that you think. Ask the questions. You'll find that they're actually being trafficked. You know, one of the things that has been so powerful for me during this whole uh, understanding of this, it happened here at the governor's mansion when Centoya Brown, she's a very powerful um, speaker from Tennessee. I remember she was um, here giving a speech. She has a book written out and she has a story on Netflix. She said, um, I thought I was a prostitute. I thought I was a prostitute because that's what I was called. I thought that was my job until I walked away and I realized I wasn't. I was trafficked. And I had to think about that, Karen, for a little while. And afterwards, I watched the dialogue between Centoya and our survivors that were sitting in the front row here at the mansion and talking to her. I'm going to cry when I tell you this. And they walked up to her and they said, oh, my God. I thought I was a prostitute, too. Mm. I thought the same thing. And I realized that how many women on the streets in New Orleans 
think that they are a prostitute, but they're actually being trafficked every single day. And I think if they just get away from that situation, they will realize they're just being trafficked. These 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 young women, women and 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 men is is information, information for us, so we can spot a problem, ask the right questions, information for them, for them to realize, hey, there's this is not what you've been told, and there is a another life to live. You know, I, I want to. Well, I'd like yeah. to ask you, you know, this is the, your husband's last term, final term in office, your final months as first lady. Three months, yes. Yeah. How does it feel to, to wrap up your time having brought light to such an important issue in our state? And what are your plans um, moving forward? Are you planning to stay connected to this fight? Yes. Well, that, thank you for asking that question. So, you know, it, it's one of those things I thought about um, a year ago because that when the question was first asked of me, I thought about it and I thought, you know... This has been um, a journey, obviously, um, for both John Bell and I, um, but it's one of those, for me personally, this this Louisiana First Foundation and all these, um, this that I've learned, I, you know, I can't just drop the ball and walk away from it. Um, it's become a ministry to me, really, and it's become um, a part of who I am. And I feel, um, I'm not sure of the right word, but I... Um, I, I feel like I have a responsibility that I have to carry it on and I have to continue working at, at, at this at some level. And I have a blog. Um, I, I continue um, putting out a blog, Louisiana First Foundation, Love in Louisiana. So I'll continue working in that capacity, um, sharing. I have a One Church, One Family, One Child initiative that I'm pushing through because 60% of children in foster care have a connection with trafficking, most often their family, um, as I alluded to earlier with the girl who was trafficked by her family and they meet. And so that's a high number. So, And also another um, issue that I'm working on is National Coalition for the Prevention of Human Sex Trafficking. I have some first spouses on that and have added some first spouses and some issues that we're working on that on the state national level is um, sporting events um, and these traffic victims that are brought in on these sporting events. So we're working on a playbook for that. Um, also, 90 percent of traffic victims, 63 percent end up in an ER, but 90 percent of traffic victims end up in some type of health um health um, uh, ERs or behavioral um, units or maybe urgent care, that's a high number. So working with um, those urgent care centers, working with ERs and doctors and clinicians and, and nurses and educating them of what to see, you know, um, and how to um, hopefully um, convince, help, bring in these victims and, and hopefully make them a survivor and, and heal, bring healing to them is um, another area that I'm working on cu currently. So not, not just a small hand still in this fight. You're really, yeah. you're really sticking with this, even I beyond the governor's mansion. Well, we've got to let you um, tell us again where people can see the documentary. It premieres uh, October 23rd, but there's some other dates and other ways to view it. Right. So they'll be premiering um, WYES um, October the 23rd, 8 p.m., October 25th at 10 p.m., October 30th at 9 p.m. It'll be on YouTube at WYES.org um, and it'll continue premiering um, on YouTube for for days and weeks and years to come. And we'll be sharing it on my website on um, LouisianaFirstFoundation.com. And um, we'll be putting it on Facebook and every other uh, channel and, and, and ways that we can share it and get the word out. First Lady Donna Edwards, thank you so much for joining us on Louisiana Considered.
Appreciate you so much. From WRKF in Baton Rouge and WWNO in New Orleans, you've been listening to Louisiana Considered. I'm Karen Henderson. Thanks to our guest, State House reporter Molly Ryan and outgoing First Lady Donna Edwards. Our managing producer is Alana Schreiber and our assistant producer is Aubrey Procell. Our engineer is Garrett Pittman. You can listen to Louisiana Considered Monday through Friday at noon and 7 p.m. It's available on Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. Major support for Louisiana Considered provided by Rouse's Markets, a Louisiana shopping experience, with additional support from the Historic New Orleans Collection.